Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to podcast? Daniel, John, yes! Charlie, Thatcher, Hello. yours truly, Carson. Whoops. We're here with you with the Bench Warmers and Water Boys podcast. How's everybody doing today? Pretty good. Fan freaking tastic. All right. Kind of tired, TBH, but we'll make John, it. John, Thatcher, give us a check on the baldness. How are you doing today? How did that hat work for you? That little, uh, little hair grow hat. off my head. Heard sun helps your hair grow, so I kind of oh have been standing outside, just let my head roast. Yeah, just like the odd yeah. life of Timothy Green. Hashtag not sponsored. you still using the comb? <laughs> the laser comb? No, I got really. What comb is there to comb? No, he's got a laser comb. It's supposed to zap <laughs> my hair into his head. Come oh on, my dude. goodness, that'd be like a hair a hair transplant. That'd be cool. All right, guys. So I'm just uh, glad John's not Amish. Sorry. What does that even have? Never mind. Oh my goodness, Thatcher. <laughs> oh, it's going to be one of those shows, I guess. All right, guys. Well, we've got a good show for you this week. We're going to start off with a quick question. My GM featuring Daniel and his Lions. Little new game. Guess my age by Charlie Lowerman. We're going to play another round of Dummy. Would you rather some fantasy football stuff, including trades and uh, keep trade cuts, potential sleepers? Then we're going to finish it out with a fun little draft. We'll save that for later. Just like always, I hope you're ready. All right, guys, let's start this off. Quick question. If you could have a preferred superpower, tell me, what would it be? Who's going first? Thatch, you start off. Go, Thatch. Oh, yeah. no, you dude. First. You got to give me a second to think. Growing hair, whatever you want. On the spot, Thatch, what do you want? Call it or in minds, dude. I just want to know what everybody's oh, thinking. That's Why? Mm. That's kind of intrusive. Because he doesn't I, have anything on his own mind, so he wants to steal someone else's trust. <laughs> yeah, right. Daniel, like, 100%. I just want to know. I don't know. I just feel like if That's you know, mine, like, though. yeah, I feel like if you know what's going on in somebody's mind, you just know them like the truth. Hey, this could be a good idea for yeah, a draft dude. sometime in the future. Like, I mean, it would just be more of like a sales tactic, hero. right? I mean, if I just know they're thinking, I'm just going to sell them on whatever their hesitations are. Yeah, it's definitely, it's just a money It's all about the money. All right. John, you said flight. Tell me about flight, that. Flight, 100%, dude. So it's like, you know how much people enjoy getting around to everyone. We talked about going to be able to go everywhere you want. There's no constraints. You don't have to deal with traffic. You just get up and go. You know? What about teleportation? Like That's mine. Shut up, Carson. Oh. <laughs> dude, if well, it's all about the journey. It's about the journey, not the destination. In the, in the no. That's fair. Mine's teleportation because I don't want to do the journey. I just want to be there instantly. Let's say it's raining in Dallas or it's way too hot. Um, I'll go back to Minnesota, 60 degrees. Sunny. Boom, Bora Bora. <laughs> yeah. Boom, Hawaii. Boom. I can dig it. Pretty nice. Wherever I want. I can dig it. Australia. Daniel, tell me your power. <clears throat> well, since that said, one. the mind reading, teleportations. You taken. should take brain control. To drink? What if I did mind <laughs> control? A little shout out. <laughs> To the uh, to our dude, office. Well, super strength, dude. Be invisible, Daniel. That'd be dope. yeah, dude. I think invisibility would probably. You could like too. punch people. Point. You could like yeah. punch people in the face and they have no idea. Dude, what's I kind of already have that. If I turn sideways, I'm kind of invisible. <laughs> That's true. Except you know, whenever you like lose a soccer game and then you go crush like ten McDoubles. But dude, that's true. Daniel, you can have uh, mind reading. You can have it. Oh, yeah. Dude. What are you taking, Thatch? Dude, I'm taking super strength. I'm gonna walk into the gym and then like bench press like. A billion pounds, and then just Why? walk out there. You already have Are all the Are you finding a just gym with a billion pounds next to their bench? It's a great question. We're all just I'll just be curling with my pinkies. It's like a freaking ton of weight, and they're right. going to be like, wow, what the heck? 
Ladies and gentlemen, I'm taking the right. loophole. I'm taking telekinesis uh, because then I can make myself fly. I can make it look like I have super strength. And when I'm sitting on the couch and I don't want to get up and the clicker's on the other side of the room, the remote, I'm not getting up. I'm changing. The, I don't even need the freaking remote. I'm you changing the lazy power. That's right. Laziness to the max. It's who I am as a person. Dude, especially if we did that whole food thing still, if that's carrying over, like, dude, you're done for. Mm, it's true. You're going to be on my you're biggest loser. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> reality check, I'm not going to be the winner. Alrighty. Um, let's move on. This is kind of like a little news blurb, I guess. Jamal Adams requested a trade from the New York Jets. Kind of a garbage organization, if you ask me, but whatever. Um, Great state of New York. What, yeah, he said he, he said that he had some uh, some places that he wanted to go, including the Dallas Cowboys. He even said that he'd be willing to go there and uh, put uh, extension talks and table them. Not even not even worry about that because he wants to go to the Cowboys so bad. Do y'all have any ideas? Like, first of all, what does this mean for the league? And uh, second of all, like, what are some potential destinations that you think would be best for Jamal Adams? I think he deserves out. He doesn't belong. They're just handicapping him. He needs to go to a team where he can contribute and take a team farther than the Jets. Nothing's ever going to happen on the Jets. He deserves yeah, more. I, I think Jets. that Adam Gase is bad news. Yeah. I think a cool location for him to land would be the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They lost Malcolm Jenkins. Yeah. Um, and so I think um, he could replace him. And the Eagles going back, they had a really good defense in their Super Bowl run. Um, they didn't really perform that well in the Super Bowl, but um, they did against the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. R.I.P. Yeah, I um, think I think if he went to the Lions, dude, they put him with Jeff Akuda, that new draft pick, dude. I was thinking the Lions. Jeff on I one would love side, to see that. Jamal on the other. They need lock on the corners. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and Matt Patricia's fighting for his job right now. Jamal Adams would be right. such a good move for That'd them. That'd be they're, huge. And they're not – I mean, defensively, they're just not a very good team, and Jamal Adams immediately bumps them up a tier. And, right. you know, I was going to say the Lions. That was going to be the team I was going to pick. But then I kind of tilted, and I said, you know what? Literally the entire AFC South, okay? <laughs> I think I think him going to the Titans, incredible move. The Titans bump up a tier. I think Mike Rabel, um, the Texans were stupid to let him go. The guy is he, – he's just been <laughs> Texans so Texans let a lot of good people go. Yeah, hot take. <laughs> Texans are really good at that. <laughs> Anyways, but, yeah, I mean, he'd be great with the Titans. I think he'd be great with the Colts. According to Thatcher, they have a great offensive line. That's my stat. Mm, um, yep. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Colts, the Colts uh, they've, they've kind of needed help in the secondary. Um, and then, honestly, as much as I don't really like the Texans right now, uh, the Texans could use some help with uh, with Justin Reed. Everything. So that could be a good combination. <laughs> Dude. Um, because he helps in literally all of the same categories that we need help well, in. Well, Adams could be their next um, rebuild. Jaguars, I don't care about the Jaguars. You should hire him as your coach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, we have a general manager position open. So. You're my GM. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. What an offer that would be. You can play your position, but also run. He'd be people. calling subs from the side. You're allowed to cut coach. three players. <laughs> Deshaun right, Watson. Well, uh, <laughs> we're going to trade Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's move oh, on. Gosh. Um, Daniel, Daniel has the honors of talking about his, uh, his team, the Lions. Daniel, what do you got oh, for us in this start? section of my GM? Man, the Lions are a tough organization to deal with every year. I mean, there's just so many questionable moves. Honestly, I don't really know what to think about our GM. Every once in a while, I like him. And then he does some stupid stuff that just is completely puzzling. Looking at just last year, uh, you know, 2019 started out pretty well. I mean, if you exclude the whole Arizona Cardinals questionable game there, but they bounced back after that, had some good wins. They almost beat and the then, Chiefs. I know, dude, the Chiefs. And that was like a huge win. 
started to pile up. I mean, looking just at the roster for 2019, we had, you know, Matt Stafford go down, carry on Johnson, our start running back, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnall, Trey Flowers, Deshaun Hand, Darius Slay, and then TJ Hawkinson. Like literally it's a humongous list of just all our key playmakers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, following Matt, obviously that's the biggest one. We lost nine straight games after that. There's just a lot of puzzling things to try to put together as far as how do we fix the team. I think starting with the coach, I think I kind of like Matt Patricia. You know, I think we give him a hmm. little bit more time, which is maybe a questionable move, I think, by a lot of people. But yeah. I think looking at the last two years, there's been a lot of factors out of his control that have prevented the team from getting success. So I think this year, having all the pieces in place that we do, um, give him another run. I think this could be a big growing year for the Lions, and I think he could be a big part of that. I think if he's not able to succeed this year, then, you know, at least in showing progress, you know, having a winning season, I think would be a good start, then he needs to go. But I think I'm kind of against the grain here in saying that we give him another shake as far as head coaching goes. I think a lot of people disagree with that. But uh, And then just looking at, like, the, the games that we lost, right? I mean, they were in all of those games, really. They had a lead in 14 of the 16 games they played. Um, which is like, man, how do you not manage to win more of those games? You won three, <laughs> right? And all of those were at the beginning of the season. What are you doing? Like, I think it just, at the end of the day, like, it just shows an inability to, to finish. To, to finish. And a lot of that, I think, falls on the defense. And the defense really underperformed that year. Um, that was Patricia's whole thing coming in was that he was which is Yeah, which is defense. kind of, I think, why the whole meet, keeping Patricia is kind of a questionable move because he's kind of a defensive guy. Yeah. But they did get rid of their defensive coordinator, which I can't even say his name. It's like Pascaloni or something like that. He's gone which is good. They brought in a guy named Corey Unlin, who has, you know, a winning history, strong guy was in Philly when they won. Um, So I think he's got some good history. I think it'll be interesting to see what he's able to do with Patricia on the defensive side of things, which is cool. I got a question Uh, for you, Daniel. How do you personally feel about Matt Stafford? Is it time to move on or do you, do you keep floating? I think at this point they are getting to, the end of Matt Stafford's prime time. I think we have to start looking at the future. I think right now he's still going to be the face of our team, which I'm not really for, but we don't really have a whole lot of choices and we don't really have somebody groomed to take that position over yet. Um, So it's kind of one of those things where we kind of have to work with what we have. I think if the run game improves, they could have a better offense overall, which should take some of the pressure off of him because he doesn't seem to be able to, to really thrive in the pressure he's not that guy that you want to have really with the game winning drive he's just he doesn't seem to be able to make those big time plays so if there's a little bit less pressure on him and more improved running game I think it should be interesting to see the next couple of years but they got to start thinking about future um they could be very similar to like the Vikings offense if they got a running game going right that was the whole thing about Kirk Cousins you had to take the pressure off him do a lot more play action exactly but you got to get... open up it gives them the time if you know yeah. that they can't run mm-hmm. you just push him every time and he, he's never going to do anything I mean there's exactly. very few quarterbacks that can so the Lions did have the greatest name for an offensive coordinator <laughs> Jim Bob Cooter was their offensive coordinator for like five years I just love when the Vikings played the Lions oh yeah good old Cooter Jim Bob Cooter <laughs> so Daniel I have a question for you yeah. last week we talked about the idea of, of quarterback sleepers and I brought up Matthew Stafford oh yeah and, uh, and you know I'm kind of on the same page like I think he has a high ceiling but I also yes. think that uh that 
injuries can be a big problem, especially with the back. That's a pretty important part of your body. So uh, mm-hmm. if that's if that happens, seems to happen again, then then maybe it is time to move on to somebody who can at least stay on the field. But um, you know, I, I also kind of hinted at the idea that they could have a really, really explosive, exciting offense this year if those oh, yeah. two pieces stay healthy. You know, you add DeAndre Swift, which hopefully yes. helps Carryon Johnson stay healthy. Exactly. Hopefully Matthew Stafford plays 16 games. You have Kenny Galladay, who had who was poised for a breakout. Dude, he's a superstar. Yeah, I mean, totally. And and you've got TJ Hawkinson, who showed in week one, I mean, week one of all weeks, that he could just blow up and be a beast. Unfortunately, it didn't happen again. Uh, but once again, you know, tight ends don't really blossom until their third year in the league. So it could right. be a stretch for Hawkinson to ball out for, for year two. Um, but then you've got Marvin Jones, who I think is perennially one of the most underrated guys in the league, potentially. He's solid. Yeah, he I, think he's, I think he's really numbers. good. Yeah, um, and then I think you'll added Danny Amendola, who seemed to be pretty good. Yeah, so, actually, he had a pretty solid year with us. One of his better years uh, in, the, in the last like five years. Mm-hmm. You know, he actually was a solid wide receiver three for us. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. that was keeping him around was a good move. So I, I guess one thing that I'm I'm leading up to is, do you agree with my take that if all of those guys stay healthy, or the majority of those guys, of course, the the marquee piece being Matthew Stafford, right. um, do you think that the Lions have a shot? at being one of the league's best offenses. Um, I guess that's my first question. And then I also have the idea of like, the Lions haven't done this in a really, really long time. If they have, I don't even know if they've done it since Barry Sanders, but uh, usually the the line for the great rushing teams versus the below average rushing teams in the NFL is between 1,700 and 1,800 total team rushing yards. Mm-hmm. I think that they can hit above that. And I know that's a hot take because they haven't done it in a long time. They haven't had a thousand yeah. rushers since Reggie Bush. But uh, what do you think about, you know, the, the Lions potentially taking that step up in, in offense? Yeah, I think it's going to come down to the O-line, which is kind of the other big area of improvement that I was going to talk about. So, like, really looking at the offense, I'm, I love what we have, the pieces that we have in place. I think if people stay healthy, the offense could be really dynamic. I think the O-line is going to contribute a lot to the success of the running game, though, which has always kind of been a struggle. So, um, you know, it's Who one of those things where I think they're going to still let – carry on take the lead but i think they're going to really allow swift to be kind of a change of pace guy and take a lot of the pressure off johnson at least to start i think the first at least like six seven games we'll see that i think after that depending on how things look with that rotation they could move and and let swift kind of take the lead which i think honestly johnson would be fine with um but yeah i think i think actually johnson will probably start out which i think I definitely – I mean, Kerryon Johnson is a talented guy, so it could definitely be pretty close to 50 If the Lions had the Colts offensive line, they'd definitely be over that. Oh, man, that would be fact. like a dream. Yeah, that's a fact right there. <laughs> that's All a right. stat. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for, thanks for taking us inside the Lions. Um, Charlie, let's move on. Let's play your game. Guess my age. Tell yes. us how that's going to work. So, I just looked up um, some of the celebrities, some that we grew up watching on TV and other that we obviously know, and you have to guess their age. And so um, you should get a guess and the person that guesses it, or if no one guesses it, the person closest to it, um, they win the point. Cool. Um, so the first one is Selena Gomez. How old is Selena Gomez? Oh my goodness. 26. 26, John? Yeah, that's the first one I came up with. Golly. I think she's, Isn't she's close. slightly older than us. I don't I'm, know. I thought she was say, close, but slightly older. I'm going to say 29 because I'm pretty sure she's close <sighs> to Taylor Swift. I think that's and I think far. Taylor Swift just hit 30. No looking it up, people. I'm, I'm not looking it up. Hands right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say 29. Final okay. answer. Daniel, you said okay. 24? I'm on 24. John said 26? 26. 
Thatcher? I'm just going to say 27. Why not? All right. Mm. The correct answer is 27 to Thatcher. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> Don't even give me that look, John. She's Let's 27. Go. All right. The next person. It's your you fault, have to John. Guess. You gave him a close number. And that's what you, you did. <laughs> uh, is Rihanna. How old is Rihanna? Dude, I have no idea. Oh, crap. <laughs> Dude, she's probably like 50 then. Foxy lady. 45. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. 45. 45. Age. John says 45. I'm going to say gonna be 37. Sneaky old. She's going to be sneaky old. Carson says 37. I feel like it just feels like she's probably old. I'm going to go 33. She looks like a 20, like Daniel, 27 tops. 33. Uh, yeah, dude. She's, she has not aged. She's like a fine wine. She is beautiful. Um, Holy moly. I'm going to yeah. go 35. She is 32 years young. Dude, we're showing sure. like I feel like we need to issue a apology to Rihanna. If you're listening I'm to this, so Rihanna, sorry. I'm, I'm sure you are. Sorry. But I just so wanted to say, sorry. we're sure so to sorry. Uh, you're very beautiful. <laughs> we all agreed on one thing. All right. The man, we, nice body. the man we all strive to look like, Zach Efron. How old oh, is what Zach? Jeez, he's so shredded. He is so, okay, so he's, he's trying to school musical. When he he's, did High School Musical, he was like, like six between like 16 and 18 years yeah, old he was legitimately like pretty much high school age right i mean that was kind and of a big thing i remember the second high school musical movie came out when i was 36 fifth grade. that's my guess wow it's going deep into this and like, our moves 36 i hope your gone. maths add up to that <laughs> i'm gonna first. say 28 that's... final answer 28 that's my answer 29 29 all right i'll do a 30 30, 30. Wow. Thatch. He is again. also 32 years old. Oh. Oh, oh my God. John goodness. looked it up. What a dude. thought. Dude, we're getting old. I think Thatch won that one. That's just the closest again. That's one. That's just sneaking away victories. By getting Celeb stalker. Thatch has to go first now. That's just He's like the celebrity game. Yeah, I just wait till the very end. I'm sure we all. smart contacts in. Yeah, I'm sure we all watched this show growing up. Zach and Cody. How old oh, yeah? are the oh, Sprouse, dude. Sprouse brothers? Are they How old like are they? Our age? Like, I dude, think dude. that they're our age. 25. I'm going first. 26. 20. Dang it, I wanted to say 26. 27. 24. Okay, so say 27. your numbers. John's 27. 27. Thatcher's 26. 26. Daniel's 25. 24. They are 27 years old. Oh, so, so good. Wow, they're so dude. old. Oh, my goodness. That's, I, that's kind of I thought we scary. were closer to them. Dude, I yeah. thought we were too. And then we'll finish it out with another lady who is aged like fine wine. Jennifer Lopez. How old is Jennifer? 50. Mark it. Final answer. 45. 49. I'm, sure I'm running it Pretty back. Pretty sure she's close to 50. But... I'm, running, I'm running it back. 45. 44. 50. I think it's 50. 50. I think everybody's talking about how she's a hot 50. 50. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I'm pretty sure they she's talked 50. about it. <laughs> yeah, they were literally like, man, this is like the hottest 50 year old woman ever. Like, yeah, yeah. freaking nailed that one. <laughs> she can't be 50. That, that's no way. Is it weird that it's, I knew the so older crazy. woman's age? Can't pay attention. Cougar. Maybe. Maybe a little bit. He's waiting I know what that's about. Hey, family friendly. All right, so, uh, well, <laughs> Charlie, do you have any more for us, or is that nope, the last nope. one? Nope, that, that was it. So I think yep. that's, that's got that's, the most right. Yeah, who took the dubs? Oh, my goodness, Thatcher. Are you freaking kidding me? 
Whatever. That's just going to win all these like stupid non-football hey, things that we do. A blind squirrel <laughs> finds a nut sometimes. <laughs> yeah, Thatcher is definitely. Well, Thatcher's done that several times with celebrity games. So that's true. Chris Tomlin for the yeah for his his surprise. <laughs> his All right, guys. So we're gonna move on to dummy. I know this is a favorite segment of uh, a lot of our listeners. So we're gonna give it another go. Just to recap last time, uh, John, how does it feel to still be the reigning dummy? <laughs> I'm just saying, the most efficient wall. dummy we've had in history. Yeah, I can the respect that. We've had in history. I can respect that. So uh, we're going to pick up where we left off. I'm just going to throw you the last question that we did, just to remind you, see if you kind of remember. Who's the oldest team in the NFL? Cardinals. Bam. Yeah. That's a good way to start. All right. Because, because Charlie was the first one to kind of get that right, Charlie's going to be the first one with the first question, and then we're going to go in a circle, which is which how it appears on my screen. So it's going to be Charlie, and then it's going to be Thatcher. And then it's going to be Daniel and then John. Losers go last. That's right. We'll see how that works out. We'll see if you can uh, put your I hope your mouth is. John is always the dummy. Uh, it'll be so Yeah, that would be pretty incredible. All right, so, so I don't have any there's, – there's, there's not going to be a ton of layup questions this time, okay? Because I was oh, anticipating so last no time that we were going to go through last time. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking John about. John will miss those anyway. <laughs> All right, here we go. Those are not layup questions. <laughs> Charlie Lowerman, are you ready for your first question? Yes, Carson Covey. Which NFL team is the only team to have the logo on one side of their helmet? Oh. Is it still that way? Yes. It is? It is still that. Hey, eyes on me. What? I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like that there's at least one person. Here's your hint. There's one person in this podcast that should know this answer. I feel like is I it the it. Chicago Bears? It is. No, 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 no. The Steelers. The Steelers. The Steelers. You said Bears, my friend. Oh, and that it's is the Steelers. Incorrect. But it's... because he kind of gave the answer away, Thatcher, you don't get to ask that question. So, mm, all right. Children of the corn. Interesting. Great to start, Charlie. I'm glad you were so confident to start. Okay. That was a you dumb question. Really confidently. Thatcher, this is going to be a really hard question. question. I'm sorry, but are you ready? <laughs> no. I'll, okay. Here's what, when it comes to these kinds of questions, I will give you a little bit of leeway. So if you are within, I'll say two. No, I'll say one. I'll say if you are within one on either side, I'll give it to you. You ready? How many teams since the merger, the modern era of the NFL, have relocated? You lost him. Yep. Oh, uh, you're right. Oh, technical difficulties. He forfeits his. He forfeits his answer. Yeah. I don't Seems know. Seems that uh, Wi-Fi is bugging out on him. Sure. What's worse, Thatcher's Wi-Fi or his follicle abilities? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think his Wi-Fi. Hey, Thatcher, turn airplane Uh-oh. mode off. Almost <laughs> <laughs> right, so, Okay, so that I, I could hear Thatcher said nine. I was about to give it to Daniel, and then we were going to circle back around. Uh, Thatcher said nine. The correct – well, actually, that's incorrect. He was, he was not within one, and so, uh, so Thatcher gets an X. Daniel, do you happen to know how many teams? I think it's like six or seven. I'm going to go seven. You're going to say seven? That is incorrect. John, do you have an idea? Maybe it's five. 
Five is also incorrect. Are we Charlie, going you are saving you re- grace. Can you repeat the it question? It went the wrong way. <laughs> can you repeat the question? Yes, I will repeat the question. How many teams since the merger have relocated? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> How many teams since the merger have relocated? <laughs> can we have a definition? No. Uh, Synonym. Uh, I'm guessing. Fortune. Daniel, what did you say? You said seven? Uh, seven. Nine, seven, and five have been guessed. Eleven. Eleven is the correct answer on the dot. Thank you, Daniel. You took me the wrong direction. I should have gone <laughs> the other way. I didn't think it was right. that many. Well, unfortunately, because of technical difficulties, it looks like we lost Thatcher on the Zoom call. So we're just going to have to wait to see if he'll ever joins back, which I don't know if that'll happen because I had to FaceTime him to make sure that he could figure it out the first time. Well, he doesn't have audio. He's close no, enough. We can see him. He he's thrown out the circle a little bit, but he's back. Thatcher, can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Sorry about that. You're good. All right. So uh, you were wrong. Okay. Um, 11 was the correct answer. Welcome. Oh, so close. All right. Yeah, good. but we're going to, okay. But now we're going to move on to the next question. Thatcher, it's your turn to answer because it went almost all the way around. Um, here we go. Name three teams. There, let me, yeah, we'll just say that. Name, name three teams that have relocated. Okay. The Bears, the Rams, and um, the Raiders. Is that right? That'll do it. All righty, Thatcher, you got one correct. Oh, thank God. All right, Daniel, are you ready, my friend? Dude, so ready. What team? Drafted Brett Favre. Oh. Can I phone a friend? No, you may not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't use it in a sentence. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Well, no, I won't give you a hint. What's the place of origin? What a tease. <laughs> where, where, is he, where, where was he born? Yeah. Daniel. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Oh, I, it's in the south. Oh, it's shut, like... shut your mouth. You're not. I didn't ask you this question yet. I know it. I know it. Daniel, I'm gonna give you. Oh, I'm gonna give you a countdown, my friend. You have five seconds. Three, two, one. I feel like it's like some crazy like. Oh. I was stalling there. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> That's a you. Oh my goodness. Way to try and stall. Didn't even spit out a team name. You you literally had a one in thirty-two chance, and you didn't even throw out a name. Atlanta. Well, John, it, it, it's too late. You got your U. John, what team drafted Brett Favre? Atlanta. Atlanta is the correct answer. Was it really? Are it you is. freaking kidding? He was drafted by the I Falcons. I figured I'd just run it back. <laughs> yeah, I knew it was the wow. Falcons. I knew hey, he no, made wait, up for getting you straight the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was. And then he, he got he traded. Was, uh, he was traded after his play like, second year. No way. I don't, I don't think he ever started for the Falcons. You all right, Thatch? That you're having difficulties again. That is like oh, a goodness. wild guess. That was one in thirty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks for that, Daniel. That right. reacted like fifteen seconds. <laughs> Charlie, it seems that the uh, the <laughs> lady luck has blessed you with another helmet question in the NFL. Like... Oh my goodness! Just stop talking, Thatcher. Oh, Thatcher, you're not allowed to speak anymore. And wow. placed on mute. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna. You're just put yourself on mute and hold up a notepad <laughs> and write your answers down. All right, Charlie Lowerman, are you ready? Yes, sir. What NFL team is the only team? with a logo facing the left as opposed to the right. Every other team faces right. This is the one logo that faces the opposite direction. 
So it's probably something stupid. It has to be true. I think I know what it is though. Wait. Can you give me a hint? Because there's I can't even think of. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a hint. It's in the NFC. Okay. I know it. I know it. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Give me. Is it the? I don't know why. Is it the Seattle Seattle Seahawks? Seattle Seahawks are incorrect. Mm. Give me, give me, give me, give me. Thatcher, you're next. Are you are you working? Can you hear me? Okay. Well, Thatcher just uh, (laughs) just left again. So uh, we're we're gonna move on to Daniel. (laughs) My goodness, Thatcher, what is going on? Can you hear me? And he's gone. And there he is gone. All right, Daniel, can you give me the answer? Is it the Bears? The Bears is incorrect. That is an Shit. M. John, do you know the answer? Is it – Charlie, who'd you go with? I went the Seahawks. Um, is it NFC? another bird? It is in the NFC. That is all I can give you. Eagles. Eagles oh. is the correct answer. Oh, Let's go, baby. Eagles what? is the correct answer. They are the only logo like with an active thing. Yeah, like, that's it what I was going to be the Steelers too. or something else. Like it was going to mm-hmm. be. That's why I look at the logos. The Seahawks and you'll go see. forward. Oh. Yeah, you'll see. Remember, you'll it see. like connects. It's that stripe that comes forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charlie, uh, it seems like you're the only person that's getting the new questions. You're just letting everybody else answer your stuff for you. Nope. Um, that's that's just uh, let us know that. He is having te- technical difficulties and will not be rejoining the podcast. That makes me sad. Well, yeah, it'll I make our Twitter poll easier fantasy. when we finally get around to doing those. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. All right. Well, uh, that makes me sad, but the show must go on. Uh, Charlie, are you ready? Yeah, I am. What NFL founding team still plays on their original field that they started their franchise on? Franchise on. Franchise. The Green Bay Packers, finally. That is right, and I accidentally gave you a hint. I, I said franchise. Uh, I guess I don't know how that works. Um, but... uh, I didn't really pick that up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thatch is out for the count, so unfortunately he can't be our dummy. That makes me sad, um, well, but we'll move on. Or we can all agree that he is the dummy and move on. <laughs> That's kind of like an, an underlying thing idea. to begin with. Daniel, you are next. Name two teams that relocated and changed their names. And name where they came from and what oh, their wow. name was before. Holy this is a loaded question. Oh, my gosh. So, okay, I'll just make it easier. Just name two teams that, that relocated and changed their names. And then recite the Bible while you're at it. <laughs> Start at the beginning. Yeah, read, read the third book Genesis in Genesis 1-1. In one. the beginning. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, the Chargers would be – one. Wait, you said that when they changed their name, they, they had to have relocated and changed their name. I'll give you a hint. There are only three teams out of my research that I did, which I think is pretty accurate. Um, I could be wrong though, so call me out uh, on Twitter uh, from our listeners if I'm wrong. But uh, there, I believe there are only. Uh, let's see here. Three teams. Huh? Actually, no. Yeah, there should be. I know one. Two I know or three. one. There should I be two one. or three. If we have to name. T- how many do we have to name? Just one or. How many? Actually, you know, just say one. Just pick one. I'm after Daniel. Lay because up, I baby. think there's a total of two. Dun 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 dun. 
Dun, 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 Daniel, you dun, haven't gotten a single dun, answer dun, correct dun, yet. Dun, I know. I'm on a, I'm on a bad hashtag today. Hashtag not a sponsor. All right. Uh, Five seconds, Daniel. Four. Three. Two. Atlanta. Atlanta <laughs> is incorrect. <laughs> I swear. No, that was one of them. He just John, hit me Oilers. Up. Oilers is correct. I believe the only other team to relocate and change their name was uh, a ri- So at one point, the Cleveland Browns, um, they left and they be, I think they became the Baltimore Ravens for, for a little bit. So what happened, I believe. Yeah, is, I think that was right. So the, the Baltimore Ra- or the, it was the Baltimore Colts left to go to become the Ravens. And then, um, or let's see here. Yes. No, no, no. anyways, <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, anyway, fine. the the Browns, that the Browns, the uh, yeah, they they got screwed up, and but they they did Wait, get their name back. Wait, but didn't you say the Cardinals moved to? They Chicago? moved a lot, but they never they never changed their name. They were they always were always the Cards as they moved uh, around. Mm-hmm. So they were the Chicago yeah. Cardinals. That's freaking weird. Yeah, yeah it that is sounds weird. weird. No, that just sounds stupid. All right, Charlie, another yes. new question for you. Here we go. Shocker. Okay, here we go. This should be an easy one. What two brothers are the only brothers in NFL history? to both be taken with the first overall pick? Uh, was it the Bosa brothers? That is incorrect. You have an M. Daniel. Oh, I know what it is. Gosh dang it. Can I change my answer? Brothers. No, it's too late. John's doing research. Just look at him. He's cheating. Thatch. Trying to get Thatch back on. Dude, I don't know. If I, I was going to say the Bosa brothers. I don't know if it's not them. I know who it is. I changed my mind. Can't change your mind. I Yes, I can. You ever watch no, Steven Crowder? Steven Crowder changed my mind. Hmm. All right, Daniel, five seconds. Uh, to be drafted first overall, first pick? Mm-hmm. First pick overall. I know what it is. I'll give you a hint. They're, they're both – Relatively recent players. They have huge foreheads. Shoot. The second one just retired this last offseason. You're giving him the answer. Why don't I get these? What's I get street it? name? It's um five, four, three, Atlanta. Two, <laughs> one and final answer. Come on, spit a name out. Dude, it's not coming. Spit a name out. Them. Atlanta. You got nothing. Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. That's a stat. Got, well, uh, John, do you happen eventually. to know what the answer is? Unfortunately, the game is over, and Daniel is our second overall dummy of all time. I actually don't know. Peyton and I Eli was, Manning. It's Peyton oh Eli. my gosh! How no, do we not get not. this? Yeah. I forgot That's Eli didn't. I forgot Eli went first. <laughs> he did. He he went first, and then he demanded a trade. He demanded a trade. He went That's from the Chargers right. to, the, to the to the Giants. Yeah, I, I forgot Eli. That's where I was getting off. Like. I forgot Eli went first. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Well, that's going to be Dude, it for Dummy. Daniel's Daniel a Dummy? Was second overall. Th- I know. Daniel's that's crazy, the right? Dummy. Dude, dumb, dumb. Is the Dummy. Dum, 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 dum. Give me gum, gum. <laughs> that Name that awesome. movie. Name that movie. Night of the Museum. That's correct. Thank you. Throw another point up there for me. All right. So now we are going to move into. Would you rather, boys? Are y'all ready? Are you ready for some Would you rather? I am. I'm gonna be. All right. Well, as soon as I can get my paper back in my hand from off of the ground, here we go. Number one, would you rather know 
how you die or when you die. How? Because then I can I can kind of predict when I will die if like it's like you're gonna be in a fiery burning mm-hmm. building. Well, then if I see a fiery burning building, I know I'm probably gonna die. <laughs> well, so. I feel like when when is so much more sad. I'd go with how. Yeah. Because when is just a big countdown. I like. Yeah, yeah, it just makes me sad for the rest of the time. Like, I feel you can like also prepare for it too. You can also prepare. Yeah, it's for like a double-edged sword. Like you can prepare for it, but then you're also just like it's just always there in the back of your mind. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I got like 12 hours. Like, I'm, I'm gonna be dead in like 20 minutes. Like, yeah, not <laughs> not good. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going with. I think I want to go with oh. when because let's say I I've always thought you know what I'm gonna die in a fiery car accident. That's probably what's gonna happen anyway. And in, in my life, realistically, but uh, driving to Canes and. Straight up, dude. I'm going to be driving to Canes. But here's the thing. If I know how I'm going to die, let's say it's something as simple as um, I, got, I, get, I get run over by a bus or oh. I'm in a car accident. I'm going to be terrified to go out in public or ever drive my car again. Well, that, that's what I mean. You could just hide in a bunker, get some internet access, Fortnite. Yeah, but that means that it's going <laughs> to happen. You can't, you can't fight it. And so if I just know when, I don't have to worry about how it's going to happen. I just have to prepare for that date. See, but like, I, but it's when, like you said, it's a double-edged sword. What if, if, what if when, like, you get this wish granted, it pops up, it's like 20 minutes. That would make me really sad. Yeah. And this you know would probably saying? be like one how? of the craziest how? podcasts I don't of all time. know that. How? I don't know that. And then so I'm just yeah. like chilling, just going about life. But if I did when, and it pops up, and if it's like 100 years, that's great. But then you're also shooting your shot with it's like five minutes. Could you imagine but then how many it's new also... listeners we would get if they heard that I was going to die 20 minutes from now? Literally, <laughs> probably still in the middle of this episode. <laughs> no, but like, also with when, um, I just totally lost my train of thought. All right, thanks for that. Thanks for that. writing on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and uh, rate, review us, uh, tell a friend. All right, the next question Would you rather have out of control body hair? Or out of control body odor. Oh, body hair. hair odor is just odor's odor's too much. Just, just disgusting. You <laughs> don't want to be that guy. Being next to someone with tons of hair is far less gross than being near someone who just has atrocious odor. <laughs> what if I said you like, only get to like trim the hair like twice a year though? I don't I, care. I had hair down I don't to care. my I will be wolf man. If I smell fine. John wants hair. I don't really think you understand the question. Like, yeah, but like, what, what about me? What about, I don't want to grow a bush out of my chest. I already have enough chest hair as it is. Can you imagine that? Straighten it and comb it down. Dude, oh braid it. You know how cool you could be? You could get like, dude, you could fade up your hair. You could get like dreads. a fade. Put you dreads fade. down your chest. What are the odds I would be able to at least grow a mustache or a beard, though? Negative. Would I still be super patchy? <laughs> you would yeah. somehow grow it everywhere except for Dude, your face. Dude, how yeah. cool That's would it be, fair. though, if you got a fade on your chest? Like, you start out really slim and it just... <laughs> that would be kind of <laughs> cool. Just take it, port some cornrows down the middle of your chest. That's absolutely Gosh. ridiculous. Yeah, I, I hate... That's one thing. Like, I remember in high Audio school, if I much. forgot to put deodorant on, I could be two minutes from school. I would turn around to go home, be 20 minutes late to class, because I did not want to be, have the rest of the day yeah. smelling. You just like, don't want to be that guy. No. Yeah. I think it's you're right. I think I'm going with the body hair. There's not much you can do to disguise an odor. I mean, you can drown yourself in, like, cologne. But even then, that's still, like, just another yeah. smell. Yeah. It's too much. Too strong. Sometimes fart instead of just fart. <laughs> 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 all right. Well, uh, we have a treat for y'all. We're going to ask you a third. Would you rather? We got some yeah. time. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it your way. 
Okay. This is this is kind of a, a good one. This is another superpower one, kind of. Would you rather read minds or see the future? Right now, I don't want to see the future, so I'm going to read minds. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I want to read minds. Because that would be so cool. Like, what if someone is, like, t- thinking awful stuff about you? You just go up to me, like, you want to say think, it to my face? And they'll be, like, super confused. Oh, my I goodness. I think I'd do read minds because <laughs> so of the same, the same thing about the see the future as in the win. Like, what if you just, like, saw the future and it was just super depressing, you know? Then you know yeah. it's coming. Nothing you can do. Whereas, like, reading minds, like, you can kind of change stuff. You can be active about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what if in the future you, you, it's COVID-20? I'm just not. <laughs> you already hear first. I'm folks. not willing to shoot my shot with the the how bad it could be. That's fair. Yeah, Daniel, I'm going that way too, man. Set my uh, You know, I love so to be contrarian. I love to be contrarian, but I'm also going to go with uh, mind reading. I just think it's more beneficial because you can tell what's going on right now, and in some cases, the future. Because you know, some people. And, and one thing, one thing about me is. Uh, I appreciate people that are blunt and nowadays people try to try and beat around the bush a little bit more often. And so if I could just get what's going on for real in their head. Well, if you could read minds, you could get any job you wanted. Like yeah, that's probably true. Cause in the interview, you could just read their mind of what they want to hear. And yep. literally it'd be, they'd be like freaked out. You just yeah. telling, they're them. telling you, they just don't want you straight up. There's nothing you can really do about that. No, yeah, but like pretty fair. Yeah. Well, I guess that happens to you. <laughs> that happens to I you. really don't want this Ooh. kid. Noted. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. Uh, that's going to be, <laughs> oh my goodness. That's it for would you rather. We're going to move on to our main segment. We're going to talk about some more fantasy football. Last week, we brought y'all some stuff about roster construction. Um, this week, we're going to throw you uh, kind of the, just a little, uh, a brief uh, context about trades, you know, how we like to approach them. Um, kind of what to do, what not to do. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna give me as an example trade with of what not to go, what Big not to no do. No. Um, even though I'm usually the one that makes the most trades, but whatever, what have you. So, guys, Daniel, you start first. Tell me, tell me about your idea on what to do, what not to do, and kind of just your your philosophy when it comes to trading. Oh, dude, I'm a I'm a hit you with a low ball first, but not so low that you don't even think about it, right? You have to mm-hmm. at least like, oh, this like must have like at least get your attention, but you're still going to reject that first deal every yeah. time. But then at least we get the conversation started, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, sw- I do want to make a deal, but I also don't want to, you know, let you know what I'm really probably willing to put forth. So we're just going to start with something nice and easy and, uh, you know, slide our way in there. Okay, what so, I do. Oh, go ahead. Okay. So what, what I do is I'm kind of similar to that. Okay. But well, here's, 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 no, no, Change my mind. Okay. <laughs> I am unlike Daniel where sometimes I have Most. a little bit of team bias. Okay. And I just do the act like the straight up mega low ball. Okay. And here's the, here's the reason why I do that. I do the low ball to start for two reasons. Number one, because I've gotten away with it before. Cause you make everyone want to hate you. No, I do that anyway because of my beautiful personality and stunning looks. But the real thing is that I've actually gotten that ha- to happen before. And so if those one or two times would have never happened, I probably would have gotten better about it by now, hopefully. Probably not, but still one, a man can dream. Okay. And the second reason is because like Daniel, I'm just, I don't know. I, I, I have a business degree, you know, and it's just, it, you never meet somebody at the best you can do to start with. You always got to work your way up from the bottom. Maybe fantasy football is a little bit different than that. But like Daniel said, I just kind of like to start low. Charlie, tell me what you were going to tell me earlier. I, I do that too. So like when I trade, 
I come up with two people that I'm willing to give up for the person I really want. Um, and so I always give them with the person I really could care less if I don't keep them around. Yeah. Um, but I also, cause that normally gets rejected. So I have someone who, who is decent and that they'll appreciate Cause I want to make sure that we leave that trade, not feel like anyone got ripped off. So maybe you make right. a deal later in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, Hey, I gave you this good deal. Are you willing to like meet me in the middle somewhere? Maybe get my yeah. way the next time. So I always like to at least get people fair trades and not waste their time with really low balling them. Cause I just feel yeah, like that's feel just you fleece them. yeah, you just, then it just prolongs the process. And I kind of like to make my trades quick so they can't mm-hmm. really think about, I don't know if I want to do this or not. So I kind of just like to keep firing options at them. So they really mm-hmm. don't have time to think. Okay. That's an interesting um, concept. Yeah. And most of the time it happened, like John gave me <laughs> some pretty good players last year. Cause I didn't give him much time to, well, they, they weren't bad. They just turned well, out. Not they, they didn't perform turned the way around. They... they were underperforming at the beginning yeah. of the season, and then they turned around and started performing. So. Yeah, it was a risky trade, but it worked out in my favor. <laughs> it did not work out for me. <laughs> my trade strategy is uh, close my eyes and hope for the best, because apparently I am atrocious at trades. Um, <laughs> they never turn out my way. Every time I trade, uh, my players decide to turn around and have a career season um, hmm. <laughs> once they're out of my team. And then the ones that I gather uh, go down with injuries. So, I wonder if we were to look at who John trades with the most, who would come up there? I kind of feel I like think, maybe it's Charles. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I also want to look back at my teams over the history and see how many times I probably could have won if I just stuck with my original team. Oh, dude. So uh, I just, uh, I'm going to throw something out there real quick before I get into my strategy. Uh, Me and John have kind of been talking about a potential trade for like the last day or two. And I literally just sent him an offer. We've been kind of going back and forth today. And, uh, and I think that we're pretty close to potentially making a deal. So I kind of, John, take a look live on this podcast. Tell me what you think. Breaking news. Breaking news. We have a get rejected again. Breaking news, John's going to lose out on another trade. This is Shane from Adam Schefter reporting, Carson Covey to send John. Who is it? I am offering John. Now, Litton, I kind of want to see his reaction, but I'll just say I respect anyway. that. I like that. Are you going to do it? Yeah. Oh, oh my uh, goodness. We, did we just trade. complete a trade straight up? We did, finally. Oh, well, my goodness. Offer me – well, so for the standard, the Carson standard trade – is a low bench player and about eight picks three years into the future. <laughs> and this one actually doesn't have that, so I'm willing to work with it. All right, what so is it? What is live it? right All here. Right, I'm receiving AJ Green, a third rounder this year, and a second rounder this year. I'm sending TY for my second rounder this year. Oh. So I am sending AJ Green, the seventh pick in the third round, the sixth pick in the second round, and I am receiving TY Hilton, and the first pick in the second round. The sad thing about this means I lose both first picks <laughs> in the first two rounds. But I don't have whatever. picks for like the next but you still, three years. So originally what my offer was was pretty similar to this. I was going to send A.J. Green uh, and those same Thielen. picks, and instead I was going to get Thielen and the ninth pick in the first round. And so you just kind of back off. You try and meet in the middle because John was trying to trade me T.Y. instead of Thielen. And so now – I have uh, so now instead of, I'm downgrading to Thielen in my opinion, or excuse me, to Hilton, um, and uh, and I'm also moving back about two picks, and I think that that's pretty fair. 
I got some guys draft. in that area. I'm happy with this one. Yeah, yeah, There's totally. enough I mean, stuff. I can run. I can uh, I'm pretty happy. Now I, I personally now have two picks in the first round as well as the first three picks in the second round, and I'm pretty excited about that. So, Holy. Uh, yeah. So we got I that, we got that deal done live. So that's pretty crazy. I don't know if that'll ever Dang. happen again. Um, Probably so that's not. pretty exciting. Um, okay, but let yeah, me, let me talk about – for AJ Green to go down with another injury <laughs> this year? Dude, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm worried about it because AJ Green, I think he has a way higher ceiling than T.Y. Hilton. Um, but statistically, the, Hilton has been on the field more often. And so, he, I mean, he has the – I think – I personally think that T.Y. Hilton has the better floor – and AJ Green has the higher ceiling. We just we just did the trade. AJ's gonna go down. His foot's gonna get amputated no way, before dude. the season. No He's way, gonna be dude. playing on crutches. I think you're gonna be happy with AJ Green. It kind of makes me nervous to get rid of him because I've been holding on to him and I never got to play him. But it is what it is. The trade is done. So let me just just I'll be brief so we can move on to our keep trade cut section. But um, trades, I like to kind of start low and meet in the middle, kind of like we've done so far. I I used to be I, I have the nickname from a friend of the show, Tyler Volk, telling me that I am the shotgun trader, meaning that I just send a ton of different offers, usually that are all pretty kind of low, lower than what we're trying to meet in the middle, just to see if they'll accept one of them. Um, and uh, sometimes it works. A lot of the times it doesn't. But I personally think that I've gotten better about trying to, to, to start at a better, uh, a better starting place. Um, Charlie disagrees, but also I've made like the most trades in our dynasty league so far. So maybe he's wrong, but anyway, um, what I'm hearing so far when it comes to what to do and what not to do, what not to do is to stop sending these garbage level offers that you yourself wouldn't even consider. Um, so don't start low. Don't mock. I would say don't mock the other person's trade. Don't troll them. Um, now if they send you just a garbage <laughs> trade, then maybe try and troll them in return because that's happened that's to me a few times. To yeah. And I respect it. I respect it now. Um, but what to do is honestly just have a conversation. Sometimes it means having patience. Me and a uh, friend of the show, Bryce Larkins, also in our Dynasty League, I think it took us seven months to get a trade done. And we finally got it done like a couple nights ago. Oh, that's and, that um, big trade y'all did. Yeah, I mean, it's not too big, but, you know, I liked it. There's a lot, um, there's a lot to it. Yeah, I think there's like seven total moving pieces. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on to our keep trade cut. So basically what this segment looks like. Uh, we've kind of done this before, but uh, you know, you're going to have the option of keeping one guy on your roster, trading your some guy into oblivion, and then just completely getting rid of somebody. So basically, um, obviously, you know what keeping means and you know what cut means, but when it comes to trading, you know, you're basically trying to choose to trade the player who has the most value out of the two remaining guys. Uh, so that's kind of how it's going to work. So we're going to do four keep trade cuts, and uh, the first one's going to be running backs. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, and Kenyon Drake keep trade cut john you go first all right so i'm keep trade cut i am keeping eckler i am okay. trading Kenyon, and i'm cutting miles tell me about that miles well so out of philly I, I don't know i feel like they're always doing committee backs they never really pan out eckler has been elite um, and then Kenyon Drake, he had a good year last year now he's going to the lions um i mean i know we talked about it a Cardinals. little bit but i don't know Oh, yeah, he's shoot. on the Cardinals. Yeah, mm -hmm. I forgot. Never mind. I flipped him. He just got um, tagged. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still don't think – I think he performed well, but um, I don't know. I don't think he can repeat it. I think it was coming out of the hype of leaving Miami. So, I think he was underperforming there. So, we're seeing him, and he's a good performer. And so, he shows up, does what he can do. So, it looks incredible because he was underperforming in Miami. But Eckler is elite, so he's the keep. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with John. I'm keeping Eckler – 
I feel like you can get more um, for Kenyon Drake just because he did come off this incredible second half of the year. So his stock's really high. At the same time, you look at his past and you see like, huh, he really hasn't done this before. So I feel like you can get much more for him. Um, and But instead of trading Eckler, because you know what you're getting with Eckler. Eckler has proven in and time and time again that um, he is he can take over. He can be a running back one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm cutting Miles Sanders. Like, Miles Sanders is good, but not compared to these two. I'd rather have Interesting. Eckler. <clears throat> okay, I'll go next then just to kind of counter that. Um, I – gosh, okay, so I'm going to keep Kenyon Drake. Or Charlie, remind me, you're keeping Eckler, right? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to keep Kenyon Drake, and this is why I'm not keeping Eckler. Eckler last year proved that he could be a freaking beast when he got the backfield to himself, right? And he can catch the ball better than just about anybody else in the league. Um, but here, here's the thing is he is changing to Tyrod Taylor, who doesn't check the ball down quite as often, okay? So Austin Eckler's – I think he had like 80 targets, something, or maybe even higher. Maybe it was 80 receptions. I don't know. But uh, he's going to – that's going to be cut down significantly because instead of checking the ball down, Tyrod Taylor is more of a mobile quarterback than Phillip Rivers was, Okay. And so a lot of his, his, uh, his fantasy points came from receptions and yards after the catch, and not as many came from the ground. Now, he was still – I believe he was still a 1,000-yard rusher. Um, Eckler? But, yeah. But I, I think he was, I, like, just, closer to, like, 750, but he also wasn't yeah, the lead. I don't, I don't even know if he had over 1,000 yards, and that's the He may have, like, 1,000 yards – from scrimmage or something like that. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. he had like 1,500 scrimmage. Yeah, he, he probably had like 1,500 from scrimmage. But here's the thing. I think that his receptions are going to go down. Um, I think that Miles Sanders I, – I honestly – so there's a lot of like coach speak going on about like Miles Sanders is the next Christian McCaffrey. And while I think that – I think that Miles Sanders is, is very talented, I just don't trust the Eagles organization to commit to one running back. They haven't done it in a really long time. But Miles Sanders did show in spurts last year that he can be that guy. And the next best running back on that roster is Boston Scott. So Miles Sanders has the opportunity as of now, okay, and, and what I think could be a pretty loaded offense. Now, and, and here's the thing. It has the opportunity to be loaded, but it hasn't been over the last few years because of injuries. And so guys have to step up. You know, guys like Goddard, guys like uh, maybe Jalen Rager, and then there's Miles Sanders out of, Miles Sanders out of the backfield. I think that he has a lot of opportunities. So I think – Obviously, when it comes to the guys in this podcast, I could probably get more value out of trading Austin Eckler. But I think that I could maybe make an argument for some Miles Sanders truthers. So I'm going to just – I'm going to be a contrarian. I'm going to trade Miles Sanders, cut Austin Eckler, and keep Kenyon Drake. I feel like Kenyon Drake is just so far proved it that when he was given the job, he just exploded in that offense, and he is the perfect running back for that scheme. Arizona's on the up and up. I'm keeping Kenyon Drake. Okay, so now we're going to do a keep trade cut on Todd Gurley, David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell. But this one's going to be a little different because we're going to add in James Conner. Um, but but just, just to eliminate confusion, we're only doing the keep trade cut on three guys, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, and Le'Veon Bell. And then we're going to throw in James Conner, and then we're just going to rank those four guys since they're all pretty similar in ADP for the most part. So, um, Charlie, you, you give me first. Keep trade cut, Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to cut Le'Veon. I just don't think he's older. Um, and his last season with the Jets wasn't that good. I don't know how much in the tank he has left because he held out that entire year with the Steelers. I just don't know how much, like, passion he has for the game anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to cut him. Um, I'm going to trade David Johnson just because I think Todd Gurley has the higher ceiling just based off what he did with the Rams a couple years ago. 
Mm-hmm. He was by far the best running back in the NFL. And I think getting out of LA and a team fully committing to him as a number one back, I think will be good for him. Plus uh, Atlanta has um, a ton of weapons. And so I think they'll utilize him more in the passing game um, and do what the Rams kind of did with all the screens he got when he was with the Rams. So that those are what I'm going to do with those three guys. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty solid. I'm going to kind of follow that same path, and I'm going to keep Todd Gurley purely because I think he has the highest ceiling. Uh, kind of like Charlie said, I mean, when he was in uh, L.A., um, whenever they fed him the ball, I mean, he was just a beast. Whenever he, yeah, I mean, he was. I mean, he was the number one running back, and I think that he has the ceiling to be able to do that again. But I also think he's high risk, high reward. Um, that knee has been a problem, especially like the last year or two, and then his. I think his rookie year, he didn't even get to play because of his knee coming out of college and so um but you but you know like I said he's high reward because Devonta Freeman had a ton of receptions Todd Gurley can probably inherit all of that because there's not really anybody important behind him in the backfield it's the Todd Gurley show I mean they've just gone all in on Todd Gurley and I'm excited for it for fantasy purposes this is exactly what you want in your fantasy running back and you can get him dirt cheap in like the fourth or fifth round in a redraft league um maybe the back of the third but he's not I mean he's not that high he's not that high priced um I think what I'm going to do here is I'm going to trade, gosh, if it was my team, I think I would rather have Le'Veon over David Johnson just to mitigate risk, which is interesting because I'm talking about taking the risk and Todd Gurley. So I think I'm going to trade Le'Veon Bell and cut David Johnson. I think that David Johnson has the higher ceiling, but I'm worried because last year, I mean, his job was just completely taken away from him by Kenyon Drake, who came in and played the first week that he got traded and, and he balled out. And David Johnson, he just seemed to be plagued by industry, or excuse me, by injury. In that one game that he came back, he had like three carries, and one of them he looked like, I mean, it it was just it was bad. He was he was running super slow to the outside, and it it was just not pretty. And so I don't know if he's going to be that healthy, um, and I don't know if he's going to have as many receptions as he was used to in Arizona because that's just not how the Texans work. They don't really throw the ball to the running back, but he will get a lot of opportunities. So if he can stay healthy, I think that he has the potential to be better than Le'Veon. But I, I just think that Le'Veon Bell is a little bit safer. So I'm going to trade Le'Veon, cut David Johnson. Cool. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, for mine, I'm taking – I keep Gurley. I think we all – I mean, we don't know about Daniel, but I'm taking Gurley uh, 100%, just how dominant he was. Um, I'm trading Bell. I feel like Bell is the only guy. If I'm trading for fantasy value, he's clear-cut number one. There's no backup. Backup is Frank Gore. Um, so I'm still taking he's the number one running back. There's nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut David Johnson. David Johnson, Duke, Duke Johnson performed extremely well last year. So David Johnson mm-hmm. is going in as someone who is traded on purpose. Um, clearly did not do his job well. People were brought in purposely to outplay him. And now he's going into a system where Duke Johnson just performed really well. Yeah. So I'm not sure he's the number one guy. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. I, I'll counter that uh, as the resident kind of Texans fan. Um, David Johnson's being paid a butt ton of money. He's the fourth highest paid running back in the league. So I don't think that they traded away DeAndre Hopkins for David Johnson to ride, ride the bench. I think that David Johnson is going to get the bulk of the opportunity, but I just don't know if his body is going to be able to hold up. So Duke Johnson could right. end up being the main guy by the end of the year. Daniel, give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to pick who to trade. I think the keep, it has to be Gurley. I think that's just based on, yeah, potential ceiling that you can get from that. I think Mm -hmm. Gurley has to be the go-to there. 
it's like hard because yeah, I think David Johnson at this point, I just think there's not much left in the tank. Um, Bell, I think, has a higher potential. I guess I don't know that really teams would want either of those trade wise, though. I think your value in trade is pretty low. I think I'd still, I guess, trade Bell and probably cut David Johnson. Yeah. Um, I think it actually would be kind of interesting to see what Duke Johnson did with like a full RB workload. Uh, that would be kind of odd to see interesting he's a smaller guy so i don't know if his body can take it but he's never had that in his career right i mean you know he can catch he can run the ball fairly well he just has never really been that kind of dude um i don't know we'll see yeah definitely okay so let's throw in james connor if you had to rank those guys in order that you would draft them where would you draft them including james connor i want to john i want to hear from you first you are a pittsburgh steelers fan i want to i want to hear how high you are on james connor I think Todd Gurley still number one, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Highest ceiling, I think, the way that he dominated no one else in this list has. Mm-hmm. Um, my number two, see, I, I think if I'm – are we rating versus fantasy value or are we rating yeah, versus total, just, real life? Just fantasy value. I, I put James Conner as number two. Mm-hmm. I think he's on contract here. He needs to come out and perform. Yeah, uh, I that's know a fair he's argument. had injuries, so I think I think he comes out, performs really well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've seen what he can do the year after while Le'Veon was sitting out. He put up better numbers than Le'Veon did. Yeah, so we've seen what he could do when he's healthy. So I put him as number two. Um, I'm scooting Le'Veon down to number three, and then I'm still putting David as last. Okay, Charlie. I think I'm gonna do James Conner first. Okay. Big, wow. Big Ben's back. Um, I think they can get back to James Conner's rookie year. Um, I don't know why, but I just feel like James Conner um, is out to prove himself this year. Um, mm-hmm. Like John said, he is in a contract year. And I think um, – I just think he's bound for a really big year. Um, I put Todd Gurley number two just because of the last couple of years he just hasn't looked like himself. Um, so I'm a little skeptical because I picked him last year in fantasy expecting him to come back. Um, and he just – did not he just didn't look like the same running back didn't have the same speed um power so i'll put him number two and then i'm gonna put david johnson number three just because i think um with the texans offense they really don't have any other any other weapons like who are they gonna throw it to type of thing like Mm -hmm. the receiver they don't have deandre hopkins anymore so i think he can get a lot of receptions out of the backfield like he did uh, with carson palmer back in arizona i think him in the passing game is going to be huge this year for the texans um, just because they don't have D-Hop anymore and their other receivers really haven't – aren't really proven. And then I'm going to put Le'Veon last just because all he really – he doesn't really get that many yards per care anymore. Most of his points in fantasy last year were receptions, just getting um, just a ton of, like, checkdowns, like three-yard catches. So uh, that's how I'm going to rank my four. I respect that. Daniel, do you want to give us your yeah. opinion or do you want me to go next? I, I'm going to agree. I think James Conner should be number one here. And I think, you know, a lot of – the reason he did not succeed this year had to do with just overall offensive struggles at the Steelers. So uh, I was just looking, I guess he is the same age as Todd Gurley. I actually thought that maybe he was a little bit younger, but yeah. Um, yeah really came so in it's young. kind of interesting. Yeah. Todd Gurley just came in really young, but I think, yeah, I think James has more potential as far as getting back to his true self. Whereas Gurley, I think injuries have just kind of slowed him down. So he's not going to be the same. I think mm-hmm. he's going to get tons of opportunities. So I still would take him at number two and that's a close toss up for me. Um, and then, yeah, I would go David Johnson next as well. And that's, I think, yeah, there's just so much 
opportunity in this offense that has really no true like major weapons. So I would put him next and then Bell. Yeah. He's just not getting, not the carries that he used to, he, he gets, yeah. I mean, the amount of opportunity, but he doesn't perform with that. So I, yeah, I put him last. Yeah, this is interesting. Le'Veon Bell's not get, not getting as much love as I thought he was going to get. Um, he's he's usually throughout his career been a pretty consistent guy, high carry totals. Um, last year, I felt like his his value was stunted because Sam Donald was gone with mono for like five weeks, something like that. And so that, I'm sure that kind of hurt Le'Veon a little bit. Um, plus, he was in the same division as the Patriots, had to play them twice. That's a t- that was one of the best defenses we've seen in a long time. So I can understand that. Um, but I'm going to go with Todd Gurley as my number one, and this is why. Even if Todd Gurley and James Conner were both healthy for the entire year, Todd Gurley has shown us before that he can be the, the, the far and away number one running back in the NFL. James Conner has not. He's shown us that he can, be, he can put up elite numbers, um, but he hasn't shown us that he can be the number one. And so that's why I'm going to go Todd Gurley. Um, and then I'll put James Conner number two. But I think that this could literally go – Either way, because there's a very real possibility that James Conner and David Johnson could play four games and not play the rest of the year. And then Le'Veon Bell comes in and because he plays 15 games, you know, Le'Veon Bell is going to come in and he's going to put up his 14 points a game and then outscore them. Um, But I'm kind of a guy that appreciates risk when it comes to these mid to later rounds in my running backs. I, I suppose I don't like risk that much. I'm starting to kind of go away from that. But James Conner, I mean, like Charlie said, when whenever he's with Big Ben, um, Mike Tomlin loves to commit to one running back. Okay. He's not a two running back kind of guy. So if James Conner is healthy, he's going to get the workload. And so the lion's share. And so that's what I want in a running back. So that's why I'm putting James Conner number two. I just don't think that his ceiling is as high as Todd Gurley's, which is sure. why I'm putting Todd Gurley at number one. Cause I think their injury risk is probably pretty similar. Um, gosh, this is crazy because I said that I thought I could get more value out of trading Le'Veon, but I think I would rather have David Johnson on my team. Um, purely because I, and this is probably a little bias because I love David Johnson. I think that he's a, a cool guy just to begin with, but I also loved watching him play in Arizona when he was dominant. Um, I love the all or nothing series. I've told that I've told you all that before. And so I think that if he can even be half the man that he was his, you know, second year in the league with the Texans, I think that he can do great things. Um, and even if he did stay healthy, I think that he would get the same, if not greater workload than Le'Veon. Um, I think that the Texans offense has is probably better than the uh, Jets offense. And so I guess I'm picking um, the better offense in that scenario. And then even though Le'Veon, I think, is the safest bet out of all of these, I think he also has the the lower ceiling. And so that's why I'm going to put right. Le'Veon at number four. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to save the other two keep trade cuts for next week because we're probably going to bring out some more sleepers for next week in a different category. And so we're going to bring you at least one more week of, uh, of, of fantasy football. And so we'll save those guys for later. Uh, I think they're, they're pretty cool. Um, and I think they're good players. So it'll be really interesting, but we're going to move on to our wide receiver sleepers. Um, so unfortunately we lost Thatch earlier. So, and so he's not gonna be able to bring his up. I know that his guy was Deontay Johnson and he was a guy that I really wanted to talk about. I think that he's going to be pretty good this year. But uh, we'll give Thatcher the option of bringing him up next week um, just to kind of fill y'all in. We don't want to leave y'all short on our sleepers. Um, but I guess I'll go first. I'm, I'm pretty high on the list right now. And so uh, my sleeper is Anthony Miller from the Chicago Bears. So if you don't know a lot about Anthony Miller, he is, uh, he's, in his, he's going into his third year in the NFL. And in, two, in his first two years, he caught 85 balls 
for 1,079 yards and nine touchdowns in his first two years. Now, a lot of those yards um, came from last year, and then the majority of his touchdowns came from his rookie year. But his rookie year, he was dealing with a lot of injuries, um, and he's also had Mitchell Trubisky as his quarterback. Bad. And so I, I don't know what's going to happen. I think that if the Bears are smart, Nick Foles will be the starter from week one, and he won't give up the starting job. I don't care how bad Nick Foles is. We've, I just, I, I don't like Mitchell Trubisky. He's just not a good quarterback. I mean, he had he had a good year. What was it? His second year, or was it his yeah, third? It I don't fine. know. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I think he is bottom three in the NFL, and I think I mean oh, Nick I Foles literally won a Super Bowl MVP, so he can't be worse than Trubisky. Um, and so I'll, I'll just kind of go through my notes. Trubisky um, got less efficient from eight from uh, from 2018 to 2019, throwing about 80 more passes for literally 100 less yards and seven less less touchdowns. That's that's less love to go around to Anthony Miller, who had seven touchdowns in 2018 and went all the way down to like, I think two last year. And so there's a lot of room to grow there. So now we at least know that he can put up those middle to high touchdown numbers in that offense. Um, Foles is coming in, better quarterback, Super Bowl MVP. Over the last two years, Nick Foles has had a 69% completion percentage and Trubisky has had a 63% completion percentage. Um, and so that's just, that's more opportunity. Even if they throw the ball less, that could still potentially mean better targets, more catchable targets for Anthony Miller. Um, also Taylor Gabriel was leaving. Taylor Gabriel was the number two in that offense, whether or not he should have been. I gotta give a shout out. Yeah. I got to get a shout out. Scratching cats, Taylor Gabriel, uh, currently a free agent, but, um, yeah, I mean, Taylor Gabriel's leaving. So a lot of that opportunity when, when Taylor Gabriel was gone, and it was just Anthony Miller and Allen Robinson. Anthony Miller took a step up. Um, and so, so this is what I did. I, I statted out Anthony Miller over the course of the year whenever Taylor Gabriel was not playing. Okay. And, and I will compare those to what he actually did last year. Uh, so I'm going to stat him out over the 16-game pace, even though he only played about seven to nine without Taylor Gabriel. So when Taylor Gabriel did play, Anthony Miller caught 52 balls, for 656 yards and two touchdowns. He scored a total of 127 and a half points in 2019. Now, what we can, I think this is the baseline going into next year, what we can expect for Anthony Miller. These are the games that I started him without Taylor Gabriel. 67 catches, 848 yards, and five touchdowns. That is an increase from 127 fantasy points to 182. Okay, so that doesn't necessarily, uh, now, now keep in mind, when I say sleeper, I'm not saying this guy needs to immediately be locked into a starting spot for the rest of the season. This is a guy that can give you spot value on certain matchups. And I'm looking for guys that are lower in ADP who maybe deserve to, be, to go up a little bit higher and guys that are taking a potentially big jump from last year. Um, and so I, I think this, I think that he has a, a pretty good chance. And like I said earlier, the touchdowns have a chance to go up because he's done it before he had an injury riddled rookie year and still had seven touchdowns as a rookie in only 14 games um, and he didn't even play 100% of those 14 games because he was hurt so uh, I think that he has a really good chance to really step it up as the Bears number two option this year yeah I actually think he's uh, he's on my list of people to watch I think mm -hmm. it'd be interesting to see what he does yeah mm -hmm. um, 
Daniel, you go next. Yeah, you have an interesting. I'll go guy. next. Yeah. So uh, I've I've always been kind of high on people on the Buccaneers just because they throw the ball so much. And so Brashad Perryman has kind of been on my list of people to watch. And it's interesting to see what he will do now that he is leaving and going to the Jets, mm-hmm. uh, where I think there is just so much question marks around the offense, especially receiver like receivers. There's there's really no clear number one, uh, and. Yeah, his his average draft position is really, really low, um, and it, it kind of varies. But uh, at one point I was looking and somebody had it as like the 14th round, like as a potential guy that could just go undrafted. So mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting for somebody that could potentially actually step into the starting like primary target role at wide receiver. And he just signed a, a one-year $8 million contract. So this is like a, a prove-yourself kind of year for him. Yeah. And last year he finished a five game span. He had 25 catches, 500 yards, five yeah. touchdowns. So like this guy is capable of putting up huge numbers if given the opportunity. I mean, Jets just lost Robbie Anderson, who was kind of a similar role to what Prashad Perryman plays um, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, the way that he plays his game. And it looks like Jets, uh, Robbie Anderson had about 780 yards, five touchdowns over the course of the season. Um, I think, Perryman could easily put up those numbers and even better, especially if he can develop some rapport with Sam Darnold, who's still young and developing himself. So, um, and Jameson Crowder, who I think is a lot of people's pick to be the primary receiver on the team, I think could just be a good compliment for Darnold and Perryman. I think Jameson could kind of step into more of the slot receiver role, which is what I think he plays better anyway. And Mm -hmm. that just allows Perryman to be that outside threat that he's capable of being. So um, I think it's clear why he was taken in the first round. He hasn't really lived up to that yet, but this could be the year where we see that. So, yeah, Charlie, you look like you have something to say. Yeah. Um, uh, my sleeper pick is going to be, um, Alan Lazar L- Lazard. Yeah. I, I don't even know who he was cause he's such a sleeper. Lizard. Uh, <laughs> this guy's in deep sleep. Yeah. He's a, he plays for the green Bay Packers. Um, mm-hmm. you probably don't know him because he plays for the green Bay Packers. He's not named Devonte Adams. Yeah. That's um, fair. He's only 24 years old. Um, and one of the reasons I think he's a sleeper is because the Packers didn't draft a single wideout in the 2020 draft, despite it being That's crazy. A, despite it being a position of high need. Um, so that could mean that the front office is confident that Lazard could live up and be uh, Aaron Rodgers' number two man behind mm-hmm. uh, Devontae Adams. Um, I had some stats pulled up. So even while on low volume and barely used in 2019. Lazar was able to average 9.3 points per game in fantasy football during the mm-hmm. last 12 weeks of the season. And his 102.8 PPR points over the full season ranked third among wide receivers targeted fewer than 55 times. That's only behind oh. McCole Hardman and Adam Thielen. Um, Holy and moly. Yeah. And so, and another stat, Lazar was less targeted wide receiver last season with 52 but mm-hmm. he was the most productive of all the receivers in Green Bay's offense on a per-target basis. Yeah, um, about, I think over 13 and a half yards per catch. Yep. So I, I do think he, with not that many weapons besides Devontae Adams, that um, he's going to see an increase in um, targets and hopefully an increase in points and yards and touchdowns. So I think he could be – plus, I don't even know his name before <laughs> we did this yeah. segment. So, I mean, I don't think he's on that many people's – um, radar so yeah, yeah. Um, honestly he can be such a, a, a tool for Aaron Rodgers does mm-hmm, anybody right. happen to know his metrics like his size metrics because he is isn't he he's lanky isn't he he is yeah. six foot like five 
Yeah, he's lanky. And he is 227 pounds. Yeah. The man is a behemoth. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean having somebody like that in the red zone he, for it's Aaron Rodgers must yeah. be fun. And he sure. plays with Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. I just playing with Aaron Rodgers. I actually picked him up, and he was so little used, I dropped him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think last year it was weird because they had Geronimo Allison still, who they were trying to make yeah. work, and they had that – Marquis like Scantling. I don't even know how you say that yeah. guy's name. Like, they re-signed they him, but I think shuffling between those two guys, and they could never really figure out either one. Nobody was consistent, and yeah. so mm-hmm. besides Devontae Adams, like their offense was kind of a mess on the receiving end. Yeah, yeah. everybody thought that it was going to be between Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez Scantling, and none that of those guy, guys ended up yeah. working out. And then they even have a guy like Equinemius St. Brown, kind of in the on the bench, mm-hmm. who they're yeah. trying to say is going to get involved. Um, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think because Devin Funches has come into town. Alan Lazard is here. But here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers has been talking up Aaron Lazard for a long time. So I think that, I think that this is a good pick. I think yeah. this is a good pick. Yeah. John, tell us about your man. Cool. All right. So hear me out. We're going for <laughs> fantasy sleepers. Cole Beasley. I want a 45 year old white receiver on my team. Listen, listen to these stats. Listen to these stats. He's actually got really Adam Thielen's good little brother. Stats. Okay. Dad. So, so he's going to play slot. And I think the increase from Stefan Diggs pulls targets away from him, but that also pulls defenders away from him. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be deep threat for Stefan, but he's going to get just easy dumps. So his PPR is going to go up. So while he's not getting bigger yards, he's just going to get little dumps to him all the time. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's more in easier targets. That's more catches. Speaking of, his hands are unreal. Four fumbles in eight years, and all of them came early. Mm-hmm. He never drops the ball, so he's never costing you any points. He also, Josh Allen loves to throw to him. This past year, he got more targets than he's ever gotten in the Cowboys. Yeah, totally. So he, he, he loves to throw to this man because he's consistent. And then if we're speaking of fantasy, he only dropped below five points one time. Yeah. Definitely consistent. So I think for. if you're looking for a flex and you're looking for more than five points that week, listen to this dude's fantasy points. 9, 12, 14, 14, 5, 10, 13, 9, 11, 7, 19, 23, 14, 1, and 17. Mm-hmm. It's pretty consistent. One. I'm, I'm saying if you are if you need points in a flex spot, Cole Beasley's your man. No one's going to be picking him up. So, so here's what I'm worried about. Last year on a per-game basis – was his best year fantasy-wise of his career. He's only had one other year better in fantasy points, and it was, uh, I think this last year, he had about 185, and then in like 2017, he had like 189. But that was over the course of 16 games, or this last year, it's 15 games. Yeah. And so here, here's my biggest thing. Nobody on that receiving core left of note, okay? They only added Stefan Diggs, and they traded away the farm. Okay, so Stefan Diggs is going to be the number one guy. And so here's the problem. Do you think, because my idea of a sleeper is somebody that's going to be either better than they were last year or incredibly outperform their ADP. Do you think that Cole Beasley has a chance of being, of topping his number one year on a per game basis of all time while also still adding Stefan Diggs? Now, keep in mind, John Brown is also still there. John Brown last year was a top 20 receiver in PPR formats. Do you really think that Cole Beasley still has the opportunity to be usable? See, that's why I think, I think again, Stefan will bring the deep ball threat, and that's why I think he may – he will obviously lose some targets to Diggs, 
but I think he's going to get PPR points that are consistent just from dump-offs from short plays when he's playing mm-hmm. in the slot. Yeah. I think he won't top his year, but he'll definitely still perform. Enough yeah. to play him as a flex. I think that he could definitely potentially have some gains, and especially if one of those guys goes down, he's just going to revert back to where he what he did last year, which obviously was his uh, career career best uh, when it came to a year on basis. I mean, basis, I hate so. to make the comparison, but like he honestly, the way that Allen throws to him is just super consistent. He loves throwing to him. We'll see. Yeah. Diggs is the new one. You know how how Tom used to throw to Gronk like in all all else situations, he knew he'd get it to him. Mm-hmm. I feel like that this is kind of this is kind of his going to be his Gronk, dude. Yeah, he knows this guy's not going to drop the ball. He's going to get him his yards. I think he's just going to he's just going to be love, able to throw them. I love comparing Gronk to Cole Beasley, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> let's let's move on. Um, I actually, you know what? I wanted to throw out a couple honorable mentions. Um, it's interesting because I was considering Jamison Crowder um, compared to the Brashad Perriman. I think that would have been an interesting argument, uh, but I won't get into that. Maybe Deshaun Jackson. Um, Deshaun Jackson only played like one or two games with the Eagles last year, but that one game He's that he played old, was like eight catches for like 135 yards and two touchdowns. And that's pretty crazy for a guy coming to a new team in his first game with that quarterback. I mean, he, he did better than Alshon Jeffrey, everybody else in that offense that had been there prior to him. Dude, they all just get injured all the time. They do. They do. But I, I think that oh, he could potentially mess. be a sleeper. And then I hate to say it, but maybe there's a chance for Brandon Cooks, but I'm not going to argue for it because I hate the Texans, but we're going to move on. Um, we've got a draft. We've got another draft. And uh, last week we brought you our dream team for the NBA. And this this week we're going to bring you our dream team of current NFL players. So how this is going to work is we're going to draft five players. Okay, we're going to draft a quarterback. We're going to draft one running back. We're going to draft two wide receivers. And then our final spot can be either a tight end or another wide receiver. Okay, but here's the thing. No, we're not doing kickers. <laughs> Get out of my life. Kickers are not people too. But uh, here's the thing. You don't have to draft them in that specific order. Okay, mm-hmm. so I could take a quarterback. Charlie could take a running back. John mm-hmm. could take a tight end. You know, we don't have to go in that specific order. So I'm going to bring out our most famous fan, Olaf, uh, hashtag not a sponsor. And I'm going to pick our order. So number one this week, drumroll please, is Daniel. But here's the thing. Daniel was our first pick last week, so he can't be. Right. So his name is going to be saved. And that uh, and Thatcher's not here, so it can't be Thatcher. So guess who the next pick is? It's going to be John. John, you are our first overall pick. I'm going to throw Daniel's name back in here. I'm going to pick again. Here we go. Thatcher's not here, so his name comes out. Next is going to be Charlie with the second Heck overall yeah. pick. Oh, dang, dude. I am going to be the third overall pick, which means that John is the fourth pick, and he will round no, us out. Daniel. Um, it's Daniel. me. I'm fourth. John's Daniel's first. fourth. Oh, that's right. Daniel's first. Excuse me. Sorry, I miss miss. I'm gonna so, do this off the top of my head and pick the best team. So, yeah, I think I'm gonna yeah. do the same thing. I didn't do a ton of yeah, research, dude. but I'm. I'm I not doing any. We're, we're we're going in blind. Let's go. Let's do I this. Forget about some really good players. John, who are you picking number one? I'm gonna actually go. I'm going RB first. I'm going with Christian McCaffrey. Mm, I think yeah. that's respectful. Hard to argue against it. I mean, he's just. He's too good. Um, I'm gonna this go with Mike. tricky. I'm gonna go with Michael Thomas. Just Mister okay. Reliable. Mm. Just Mister Reliable. Can't guard Mike. Yeah. Twitter handle. Yeah, true that. Follow him on Twitter, Michael Thomas. Please watch our show. Okay. So, um, 
So when it comes to fantasy drafts, I'm a guy that likes to uh, we know you're save, picking. I like to save the quarterback for later. Okay, that's what I like to do. But when it comes to building an actual NFL franchise, you got to build it around a quarterback. I'm taking your boy Patrick Mahomes. Interesting. With your first pick, okay, that's Bryce. Right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> Daniel, who are going to be your two picks? You have back-to-back picks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to go Kamara. I mean, I love him. And I think he had okay. a way underperformed last year. And I think that was just, you know, injuries that were kind of nagging, inconsistent quarterback situation. I mm-hmm. think coming into this year, he's going to be fresh. He's going to have a great year. Uh, so definitely him. And then, man, we could just dominate – yeah, I'm going to go Saquon Barkley as well. So we're just going to wow. be totally dominant Wait. at the RB position. So here's yeah, the funny yeah. part. Oh, you can only have RB. one running back. Wait, we're going to do one running back? Yeah. One running back. This isn't fantasy. Oh. This is just like your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One quarterback, one running back, two wide receivers, that and then a tight change. end wide receiver flex. Yeah, don't take Saquon away from me, Daniel. This it's interesting then. I think this is going to be a lot more level playing field then. After Michael Thomas, there's a lot of guys this year I think that could mm-hmm. step up. Oh man, this could go so many different ways. Honestly, I think Tyreek Hill is what I'm going to pick. I think seeing a full year of him with Patrick Mahomes, man. Yeah, dangerous. the man is a beast. I mean, he's so Best fast. Best quarterback he's so in the league. So you can't stop him. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're only doing one running back because I really wanted Saquon and he fell to me, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So I'm going to take Saquon here with the second. Lucky and he's dog. so fun to play with in Madden. I'm going to take D-Hop. Good luck guarding men receivers. Well, that makes me sad because I really wanted him. <laughs> <laughs> yep, D-Hop and Michael Thomas. That's a pretty tough combo. Good luck, yeah, seriously. Yep, seriously. John, who are going to be your two picks back-to-back? Uh, Jones is my first. Who is Julio. Jones? There's so many Julio. Jones. Julio. Okay. Julio. No, that there's a whole bunch. John wanted Marvin Jones. I, I respect that. Dude's underrated. underrated. He's underrated, but I'm not taking him. Um, and then I'm going Devontae Adams. Oh, that gummit. Actually, John wanted Jerry Jones. He wanted he wanted a GM. <laughs> I respect that. GM as my wide receiver. Um, I'm gonna take a running back now, and I'm just trying to think. What do I want? I'm going to take um, Derrick Henry. Okay. Mm. Okay. He's a powerhouse guy. Truck. Yeah, he will run you over a... and then throw over your head. He is a hard guy to tackle. Um, okay, so this is a tough one for me. Um, pretty much like the top five wide receivers that I was targeting are no longer there. So that makes me sad because um, I was hoping at least one of them would come back to me, and yet they're not there. So uh, I'm kind of tilting at the moment. I'm also stalling. Uh, and yet nothing is coming to my head. So I'm just going to take, gosh. Antonio Brown. Sick sick pick and pop up. Pick Antonio, dude. I don't need that mental on my team. All right, I'm going to do something crazy here. I feel like nobody really wants to take a tight end, but I'm going to take one here. And I'm just going to take the tight end who um, literally broke the record for, like, receiving yards um, and is also one of the best blocking tight ends in the league. The dude is just, like, absolutely a freaking – Beast, I'm taking George Kittle. Okay. George. You have your – I thought you were going to do something else. I did too. That been I thought I was going with, uh, with the boy from Kansas. Nope. Nope. <laughs> we don't do talk some about research him. now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Google searching tight ends in the NFL right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard that like Cameron Wright is available. 
Cameron Bright. OJ Howard. The dude, are, are you taking him? Is that your pick? <laughs> oh, is it my turn? Yeah. Yeah, it's your turn. Oh, yeah. you, got, you got your last two, or no, you got two picks right here, not your last two. I've got two picks. So I've got Kamara and I've got Tyreek Hill. We're only taking one running back. Otherwise, my team would be loaded. <laughs> um, I got two picks here. Are we doing? Are we doing a flex as well, though? Yeah, you can take. Yeah, tight end, wide receiver, flex. Oh well, then technically, I could have had Saquon as my flex. No tight end, wide receiver, flex. Oh, it has to be a wide receiver or mm-hmm. tight end kind of deal. Fine. Well, I guess we'll take. Oh come on now. You know what? We'll go with it. We're gonna rep Detroit. We're gonna take Kenny Galladay. That's a great pick. I was he was really one of the guys that I was considering. Yeah. All right, you got another pick machine. though. Who's gonna be your next pick? We got another pick. So at this point, I need a quarterback. Quarterback, need, tight end, or wide receiver. Quarterback. Uh, you know, there's still a couple decent tight ends on the board, and you took Kittle, so there's no reason for me to jump and take any mm-hmm. of the other ones right now. I think. I think the best pick here would probably be to go with um, shoot, what's his name? Godwin, uh, Chris Godwin. Yeah, let's Chris go, Chris. Godwin. Yeah, dude, he's he's a machine. And sometimes people don't talk about him all that much because you got Mike Evans across the way. But mm-hmm. honestly, Chris Godwin had a better season. So yeah, he did. He's a he's a younger guy. He's a great route runner, and yep. he's really up and coming in the NFL. Um, but I'm glad you left uh, me, Mike Evans, because that's who I I'm going to take. That's what I was going to take. I needed a wide well. receiver. I had him almost every year, but the man is like baby Calvin Johnson. He's so fast, yeah. and he runs pretty good routes, and he's just so large. Honestly, I think he's so underrated. Uh, I'm taking Mike Evans. It's a good pick too. Respectable guy from I, Texas A&M. I am debating to pick oh tight end or. Um, a receiver. And I just Google search receivers and I don't like any of them. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all taken. I don't want Antonio Brown or AJ Green. So I, uh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go with uh, Travis Kelsey. Okay. I, I think that's a great pick. The man yeah. has got freaking great hands. Yep. Not as fun as George Kittle though. Not as fun. Uh, sure. I don't know. Travis Kelsey, have he, has George Kittle ever thrown a flag back at a ref? That's a great point. But, ha, <laughs> but has, uh, has Travis Kelsey ever looked like a completely maniacal, crazy man yeah. pancaking somebody and flipping <laughs> no, into true. the end zone? George no. just laughs at people. Yeah, he's having a good time. He's going to be a fun guy in the locker room. All right, John, wrap us up. You've got your last two picks. Okay, no, no other tight ends are really worth it after that. So I'm going with Keenan Allen. Okay, great route runner. And then my QB. See, I've I've got a choice here. Do I want a pocket pocket passer, or do I want someone who's mobile? And uh, you can't. I think that there's a really clear answer here. Yeah. And I can't believe he fell this. I mean, there's two clear it answers. It's kind of kind of a shocker. Am I go Am I the Tom? only? Really? Are you kidding me? Okay. Uh, all right. Who did he go with? Tom Brady. Tom Brady, dude. You didn't want Lamar? The best quarterback of all time. How do you pass up on That's well, fair. I mean, that's totally fair. Um, I'm just talking about right now, though. But So, right with now, my team. I don't, it's, it doesn't matter. Go on, Chuck. It's, right now, with my team, I don't really want a quarterback who's going to be – I don't want Lamar Jackson because I think um, – I, I want someone why? who – Why is that? 
Well, he can. I don't want someone who just focuses on running. I want someone oh, who can give it to the weapons. Hmm, because he can't pass. Hot take. No, week no. one. He he can pass, but I'm and just take thinking. Him. Put your money where your mouth is. No, I'm going to take Russell Wilson because I think he throws the deep ball better. Mm, he does throw the deep ball. Yeah, I'm thinking with my like, receivers, I want someone who can just yeah. consistently deep ball. Yeah, honestly, he is a fantastic pick. I can't believe that all of these great quarterbacks fell. Uh, I could have waited. Dude. I took Patrick Mahomes in my first pick, and, and I guess I could. Uh, yeah, you could have waited, waited so long, dude. Yeah, I could Fantasy have. Draft. Um, but. I gotta pick. I gotta pick a wide receiver here to close it out. Odell. And there are a lot of good guys on the board, and honestly, Odell Stephon. might be at the top of my list. Stefan. Um, the guys at the top of my list are definitely like OBJ. I hate to say his name, but Amari Cooper. I mean, when he shows up, he shows up. But that's the question: Is he going to show up? And so that's why I'm going to take uh, OBJ. I mean, he has some of the best hands in the league. He's a great route runner, um, and he yeah. can he can literally run a route from any position on the field. We got Mike Evans, the big man, out to the side. We got George Kittle in the middle, and OBJ can literally get the rest of it. So I'm going to close my team out with OBJ. Daniel, wrap us up. Who is going to be the well, last player that you take? Who is going to be your quarterback? You've got I mean, a lot of guys on the board. It's kind of crazy that he was an option. I have to go Lamar Jackson. I mean, I, yeah, it's weird that he was available. So I'll take him. I'm happy yeah, to do it. I think uh, – I mean – yeah, I just I'm surprised. I think he's Drew you know, Brees gotta goes be wide undrafted. You know, yeah, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, all go undrafted. I was gonna pick Drew yeah. Brees, but I he doesn't have an arm anymore. Like he's all intermediate routes. That's yeah, really that's fair. Like. Yeah, he doesn't really throw the deep ball as often anymore. But he's still, I mean, he's the most I don't accurate want passer in NFL in history. System. <laughs> the Texans are killing him. Yeah, yeah, but you're not drafting him. You're not drafting his system. You're drafting his talent. So, yeah, but you know, whatever. Right that's the team. I'm gonna run. Oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> Don't you dare disgrace and slander him. He is the him and JJ Water the face of Houston. All right, John, you've got Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, and Tom Brady. Charlie, you've got Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, and Russell Wilson. I've got Patrick Mahomes, Ouch, Saquon Barkley, George Kittle, Mike Evans, and Odell Beckham Jr. And Daniel, you have Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, and Lamar Jackson. That'll wrap us up today on the Benchformers and Waterboys podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Uh, make sure and check out our social media at Be Waterboys on Twitter Been and fun, Instagram. Yeah, seriously. You can stay up to date, never miss a show. Um, feel free to holler back at us on Twitter. Uh, we want this to be a conversation. Send us some questions and some ideas that you would want us to talk about. Um, we want to hear from y'all. Like I always say every week, we love doing this podcast. It's so much fun to be able to hang out with each other, but we also want y'all to have an even better time than we are. So if you like the show, feel free to rate us on iTunes, share it with a friend, you know, retweet us uh, on the Twitters, on the Twitter sphere. So once again, <laughs> thank you all. This is the Benchwarmers and Waterboys podcast. We're out of here. See y'all. Peace. Peace.